Bam. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to our podcast. Today is a very special episode because I don't want to say finally, but I do feel like it's a long time coming and it's nice to be free of um, Zoya and the judgment that comes along with that end of the table. No, I love her very much. She's in the other room. You might see her before the end of this episode. I'm joined today by my very good friend in comedy, Mr. Drew Lynch. Yeah, buddy. It's been such... Yep. Oh, do we wait for... It'll, it'll die down at some point. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> God, guys. <laughs> we gotta get to the interview. Drew, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Um, we've known each other for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And I think if I've been here for nine years, I've probably known you for about nine years. Yeah, it's about um, that long. As soon as I started doing stand-up in the city, you were one of the first comedians I ran into mm-hmm. at Flappers of all places. Oh, baby. And Where it all end, start, ends and begins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This Flappers, the center of the comedy That's right. universe. That's right. Look at the coordinates. <laughs> Check it. You don't believe us? Check it out. Um, but you're always someone who I've had a great admiration for, and you've, you've always been such an inspiration. And uh, above everything else, you've always been so nice and welcoming. And so when you called me up and you were like, listen, it's really important to me that I'm on Welcome to Our Podcast. <laughs> it didn't take but a couple days for me to say, you know what? <laughs> yeah. 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 Now's the time. <laughs> I'm glad you gave it a few days, too. I would hate for you to... Not make the right decision. You don't want to jump into a decision. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but we've, not only was it, we met at Flappers, yeah. but then, um, you know, when I would go back to do stand-up many, many years ago at things like VidCon and stuff like mm-hmm. that, um, we would invite you to come with us. Mm-hmm. And I remember one year we had like 400 people in a conference room mm-hmm. and you were the person who provided like legitimacy for <laughs> comics like me and Elliot Morgan at the time yeah. coming from the YouTube world to stand up. Yeah. And it was also like, I've talked about this ad nauseum and, and people are sick of hearing it, but it was also one of those things where it's like going from YouTube to stand up at that time was kind of like a, you know, not frowned upon, but it's people talk taboo. shit about it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now it's just so funny to see everybody go f- back and forth from one or the other. Yeah. And it's like common sense now when back in the day it was like, get out of our world, stay in your world type thing. Absolutely. And one one of the things that I've always admired about you, just to reciprocate, but also I've always felt this way, is I've got to see how much you've really settled into who you are as like, as a, as a comic, you know, and, 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 and you're, you're always so funny and I, and, and, it, and the feelings are mutual and how kind you've always been. But I just feel like every time I, every time I've watched you and we've, we've gotten to do so many shows together, um, where it just feels like, um, more and more of like coming into your own. And I think that I don't, I don't experience that a lot with a lot of comics where I get to maybe watch them or have them watch me grow up kind of at the same time. And that, that is a special feeling because there's so much in, in this world. And when you, especially to talk about talking about coming from a, coming from a place of where it's almost frowned upon to feel like, Oh no, I have some, so like there's, there's, there's a little bit of social media. I come from a little bit of a social media background, or maybe I started in stand up and I, and I, and at the same time that kind of came, came, came up. So to come from maybe a, a more negative spot and always, and to always see you on the scene and feel like there's, um, 
like positivity that's that has the foundation uprooted from that is uh is really kind of cool so yeah i never i mean i kind of understood because there's a spectrum to everything there's people that would get pushed from one into the other too quickly um and kind of put in a position where they're like not set up to fail but really easy to fail Mm because it's hard to do one or the other when you're not used to Mm -hmm. it but i never got the um like the hate from it because it's like from my perspective i was just working really hard and i came here and i started working really hard at two things so i never got the oh you're just I, I, I don't know. I can't even pick out any specific criticisms. Yeah. It was always kind of a... Well, you're flawless. That's why. It, well, flawless and yeah. a jealous. Everyone's so jealous. <laughs> uh, but it did become a thing where it's like now, if you have a certain amount of followers, people who own buildings will automatically assume that you could fill the buildings based on certain numbers or metrics that you have. Not always true, but yes. Not always true most of the time. Yeah. And I proved that. And it was so hard to prove that for so <laughs> Like don't I can't do Levity Live in Nyack, New York. It's a four hundred person room. It is a huge room. I I just let me do half, dude. Like book yeah. another comic on the other side of that room and split put a the curtain. stage down the middle so we yeah. can do it at the same time. That's fine. Too. I don't know that the dimensions are. <laughs> that's not what I was saying. <laughs> that doesn't help. Uh, but no, that is a yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I any levity is intimidating as well. Yeah, yeah, but beautiful. Yeah, you know, beautiful. God, man, twelve dollars for fries. <laughs> um, but yeah. dude, it's great to have you here. Yeah. And I, uh, dude, I would love to sit across the table from you and be like, I've also watched you grow so much. But in my mind, you were always incredibly funny. Ooh, I don't know. But hey, <laughs> to me, easy. to me, yeah, just which is like, <laughs> who's, what's that? Who's that for? But um, uh, dude, thank you so much for being here, and it's yeah. awesome for you to to have uh, stuff to promote. Yeah. Um, not only have you you did the AGT stuff. I did the AGT stuff. I made was, it sound like it was a STD. You made it sound, dude, You made it sound like you went through something and you got rid of it. <laughs> you went through um, you went through a bout of AGT. <laughs> I had it. Should have got vaccinated. I don't know what I was thinking. And it's tough for people to bounce back, but here you are doing the podcast. I got a little respiratory thing. (laughs) And dude, I'm trying to think of, because me and you are actually friends, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to run through anything that's like old hat for you. And the oh, I don't care. No, I I can make anything fresh. Don't don't arrest me. Okay, (laughs) bro. Perfect. Perfect, dude. (laughs) So you, you, did you start comedy here? You started doing stand up? Yeah, I did. I actually started, I started at Flappers. So I know that that like, there's a lot of comics who kind of, they start somewhere else and then they come here. Like you're from where? I'm from Connecticut. Yeah. And I, you know, there wasn't, it's so cool to go back now and to see like bar shows and open mics because there was mainly nothing. We had a club that was attached to a casino that no local people ever did or very rarely. Right. It was always people passing through from New York or on the way to Boston or whatever it was. Yeah. But now you go back and like, you know, every bar has like a open mic night or a, or a, you know, a local comic night. So there wasn't a scene. Yeah. So I would have to go back and forth from New York city. And then once I came out here, that was the start of like trying to do it every night type stuff. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of the vibe that I, got and 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 because you where did you mostly start did, like as far as like your online presence and things like that where did where did that come from that's all also i love how this is you interviewing me on well I'm, i have curiosities <laughs> as well it shouldn't just be 
<laughs> it shouldn't be one-sided. Dude, when I go in for job interviews, I, it's mostly this. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I, I talk to so them. What is, so what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, 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 let me find out if you're good for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I would go into New York City to do open mics. And uh, I had been a comedian, uh, a musician for a long time before that. So I was comfortable being on stage and talking to the crowd in between stuff. But... You have that vibe too. You, Thanks. I didn't know you were a musician before. A musician but... who quit? Yeah. Well, yeah, man. I can't <laughs> wait for you to quit comedy. <laughs> right? I can't wait to see what you do part. next. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I like I, musician, every musician I've ever met was always funnier than any comic friend. I ever met. It's true. <laughs> I mean that. They all want to be. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, it's that's old thing. hat by yeah. this point. But, yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing. But I, I could see that vibe for you for, for uh, quite, quite a bit. Yeah, dude, I had, the, I had the best time doing that. But it wasn't until, like, you know, I didn't know how to do it out there. Mm-hmm. I was just doing the outrageous guy in his 20s open mic jokes mm-hmm. for, like, shock value type stuff to see if I can, you know, break up in a room full of people. Yeah. And, like, thinking that I was way funnier than I actually was on stage because no one expects the musician to be funny. Right. So when you're funny as the musician, people start going, you should actually be doing stand up. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, I was never smart enough to do stand up. But then I, in my late twenties, I went through some life stuff and I had some stuff to talk about a little bit of perspective finally on like my teens and early twenties at least. And I found, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's mainly about, you know, you got to get a little bit of life experience and you Mm -hmm. have to be able to like step back from it and be like, okay, I see that for what it was. And here's my commentary on how it was at this time. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree with that. I think when you're, you're almost kind of like swinging at something when you're in your twenties and then when you miss it enough, or maybe like if we're going with the analogy of like a punching bag and it comes back and hits you, it, it is almost like, like I, I think about this where when talking about when you get that perspective of, uh, or maybe that, that, that life experience that we're talking about where you, uh, um, see that for what it was and maybe for the loss or the pain that it was, or maybe where you swung and you missed how you recalibrate is kind of where I think a lot of comics, um, emerge. It's not necessarily what happens early on. I mean, I think I, I go back to this example and, um, say what you want about maybe his stand up or his style, but like Kevin Hart is someone who he had a deal very early on, and then he, I think he was someone who he spent that money maybe when he didn't have it, and then something did, some things didn't green, get greenlit, and then he kind of disappeared for a while. He was buying a lot of the arenas that he was playing. Is that really? And a lot That's of people wild. were trying to talk him out of it, and he just wouldn't. He's like, I need to buy the building. <laughs> Do real estate, Kev. What are you doing? I mean, it's like, what do you really want to do? <laughs> what's the what's the comedy up front for? But yeah, yeah, yeah. You, why are you laundering yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now yeah. he just has all these buildings. Yeah, now he has all these buildings. Yeah. His, his true passion found his way back to him. It's exactly like flappers. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but he like, and, and, and that's just kind of like an inspiring example of just, that's why I think you see so many comics who really season, um, you know, after the time that they do like, and enough time passes where that split, that fork in the road happens where they go, all right, I just, I can't, I, I can't continue to do this because I swung and I missed and I, I can't deal with that. Or they'll have that that time where they evaluate and recalibrate kind of like, kind of like you're talking about and you get that, that life experience. And then like, you know, I'll say in the, in the years that I've known you, there is a noticeable shift from, 
um, you know, you just you just feel more like um, like you just know who you are, and I think that's 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 so important, and and it's something that I also feel for myself. I haven't really uh, in the past known as much of of who I am as I wanted to. Dude, it so. kind of waxes and wanes, doesn't it? It's like when I yeah. moved here and I was doing the YouTube stuff and I had a good footing in the YouTube stuff, I was like, I know who I am in, in relation to this stuff. Mm-hmm. And like me holding the camera and coming back and editing, I had control over the whole thing. I had my little niche and I mm-hmm. understood that very well. And I thought that would translate completely to the stage. Plus I was in my late twenties by that point. I was like 27, 28. And then stand up is like, a job made out of the swinging and missing mm-hmm. even on a real micro level, like every, just your regular set is like, here's five jokes that didn't work for six months mm-hmm. or whatever. And now mm-hmm. here's the working versions of right. those. And it's every night going back and recording your set and be like swinging a miss. What can I tweak to make that uh, land better? Yeah. And you know, there were times you find your, identity in really weird different parts of the city it's like a lot of people connect their identity to a plate like an actual building mm-hmm. like i know the a lot of the comedy store guys mm-hmm. take great pride in being at the comedy store and that becomes part of their mm-hmm. story and their upbringing there's improv people there's um laugh factory people mm-hmm. and all of it is just like finding your footing and then it goes away a little bit and then it's could be demoralizing mm-hmm. and then you're like well who am i in the face of not knowing who i am at like 30 yeah can i still be learning is it too embarrassing to learn who i am on stage yeah but um you know there have been times where confidence have, has been checked several times since being here as what i would consider like a grown up because mm-hmm. i always thought you know i was a teenager who didn't have confidence until like a very specific, until I was tired of everybody's shit. And then mm-hmm. I, you learn a little bit about yourself through that. And then I thought I knew who I was in my twenties. And looking back at my twenties at the end of my thirties, I'm like, that's just a grown up teenager, completely different than that. Mm-hmm. And then being and how do you in, feel in your fifties? In my fifties, <laughs> I feel like it's hard to breathe and my knees are. <laughs> I have no arenas to my name. <laughs> None. Not even a one arena. (laughs) But it's like, then you start, you know, there was a little part of myself that I learned about when I stopped doing bringer shows Mm -hmm. and was able to make strangers laugh who didn't owe you anything. Mm -hmm. When you're at open mic and you make other comedians who don't give a shit about you laugh, you learn a little bit about yourself through that. Yeah. So how would you say that's changed for you from your early 20s to where you are now? Uh, I think I, I think I was, I would think I was just naive in, um, the, uh, the, 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 the dimensions of the path or maybe the perception that you have of what the path is. And we all go through this phase where it's like, all right, we're going to sprint until we like, we're just going to be out of breath for a really long time. And, and then hopefully at the end of that little sprint, we'll have achieved what we wanted to. And that happens thousands of times where you don't get to where you want to get to after that sprint before you just realize that you're you're just in this marathon yeah i mean and that sounds so that sounds proverbial and it's it's silly to bring up but like um you know the way you see things sometimes they're not uh they're just they're they're just not that way especially with stand-up yeah it's like everybody jumps in with both feet without having any idea of how the 
the business side of it yeah. work. Yeah, and I've always said stand up is something that if you see somebody do it well, it looks easy, and if you see someone bomb, you think you can do better. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 dude, nothing creates more stand ups than watching somebody eat shit. because <laughs> yeah. then you have every time someone fifteen to thirty people being like, "Yeah, I think today's the day I'm gonna go to an open. <laughs> I could do that." It's either, but it's also it's either one. Like if someone bombs, you think you could do better. If someone does well, they you, there's so much. There's so much cadence that there's so much that that you don't see that goes into making it look good that you almost you know you're the funny guy maybe at your office or whatever and you're so so anytime we do well or we don't someone is gonna try it <laughs> <laughs> we are a virus yeah yeah um, and I think for me when I was so young like I, I me my relationship I've always defined my struggles and my biggest struggles with my relationship with my speech and you've n- known me for so long and you've known. You know how, like, j- probably just in just watching me on stage, like how uh, how insecure I, I I have been, and and then at times how how confident I've appeared with it, and trying to combat any sort of um, uh, any sort of insecurity with you know through through writing and through talking about it, and mm-hmm. my relationship to the insecurity of my speech has also uh, kept me hidden from having a lot of like meaningful or real friendships or relationships with comics because yeah. I, I constantly think that maybe because the audience is feeling a certain way about it or the or there are comics who feel uh, maybe a certain way, like maybe it's a crutch or maybe it was something that, you know, uh, that I just, I never have felt like I um, had like a seat at the table, you know? And I talked with Jason Cheney about this where I, I was just like, he, I just he he couldn't believe it. He was like he was he, he. I don't even know the word. It was like incredulous. He 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 just couldn't. He just couldn't believe the fact that I would actually believe that I just sometimes feel like I don't belong. Yeah. And hearing him hearing him react to the the way that I was talking, I guess made me feel like maybe I'm just way off the mark, and maybe I just there's some some, some super in, insecure things that I have to uh, I have to address, and so. In talking with this uh, this life experience or this seasoned sort of approach that or the seasoned perspective that you get from it, you know, seeing seeing how little I care and how much how much less I care about it and how much more of an impact that creates in the fluency and healing of my speech. It's it's like this crazy. Uh, it's a paradox, you know. It's like the more I the more I care about it, the worse it is, and the less I care, then it doesn't. So, yeah, you know. Um, it's it it sucks that it's such a focal point, but it truly is like that 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 rosebud for me where I'm like ah this is just the the catalyst for everything and it all comes back to it. Right now, for people who don't know, you're talking about you had used to have a more pronounced stutter mm-hmm. because of an accident you had you got hit in the throat with a softball. Yeah, yeah. I think I it never mattered to me because I thought you were up there, you were doing such a good job, you're so funny, and I thought that you were just freezing cold the whole time. <laughs> Dude, West Nyack, like, they keep we, it so cold. If man. we could get someone <laughs> to just turn up the heat a little bit, this guy is doing a great job. I think that's all it was, is I was just cold. Yeah. And, and overcoming. Talk about overcoming being cold. <laughs> it's tough, dude. Like, I see you today with a jacket, and we're always learning. <laughs> this, you know, a lot of comics decide between LA and New York, and that was when I knew. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if I was in New York? No. Oh my no. God. Career over. Dude, I wanted to, I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to talk about a specific part of that. 
um, to whatever degree you're comfortable doing. Yeah. But there were people who, I don't remember the exact details, but like assume that you were faking it or assume yeah. that you like put it on. Yeah. And I noticed something in, in myself when I lived in Connecticut and living here and just meeting a completely different group of people. It's like when I was in Connecticut and I wasn't in the entertainment business at all, you see people doing stuff and you kind of almost think that you have a right to assume that you know the way things are, even if you don't have all the details. Yeah. You can look at someone and the one thing that you perceive that they do and everything around it and be like, well, that person's probably like this. He probably has this because of this. Yeah. And we do it all the time. Yeah. And then the more I like moved here and climbed the ladder here and just met different successful people in the industry, you see, usually you have to be pretty successful for people to talk about you like that on a, on a grand scale. But it's like people really assume that they know what's up mm -hmm. and assume that they kind of have the right to publicly talk about what they think is happening. Mm -hmm. And it's normally very far off the mark from what's actually happening. Oh yeah, I call yeah small town shit. I call yeah. it small town shit. I, it, you ever like you if you're ever in a different room of the of the house that you're where you're when you go visit your parents and they're talking about something, <laughs> it's small town shit. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. You're just like, oh, the, I mean, this is the the way they actually think. like for the Super Bowl. You know, there was a part where Rihanna, Rihanna like over like glazed over her genitals and my mom i she turned into my she went oh okay like she went that's enough like yeah. uh, you know and Look it's how like cold she is there. yeah yeah it's all about temperature <laughs> um it, but but she she was just you know it, it, it's like does that that obviously doesn't affect much i mean and 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 so i think i agree with you in that there's such a layered like if we're talking about something speci like specifically like a stutter, you there's people who have no idea that Ed Sheeran did. People have no idea Paul Rudd did. Mm -hmm. I think people know maybe James Earl Jones did or Mel Tillis or some people. But there's 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 you know, and that's just things that I know because those are those are like heroes. I mean, they're heroes to me in that like you just never know. You you yeah. would, you you would never know what it is that they um, went through or maybe the life experience that they've had then they're seasoned that they, they that they use to season who they are today and i like i'm inclined to agree with you it's like the more you meet someone who's so you know it's like it's crazy when you meet someone and you either like them or you dislike them uh -huh. and then <clears throat> you learn something that endears you to them because they they just that that was just such a big part of their past and honestly i i think that, that that's i think that 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 could be maybe where I'm headed. Where I, I, you know, my speech is so fluent that you you probably never know. There's people who they 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 may have saw me however many years ago do TV and then see me now, and they have they there. I sometimes people have told me that they weren't even able to initially draw the line that it was the same person. Wow. So well, you have a beard now. Yeah, and that's the difference. Yeah, I, I was so cold. Your face was so cold. <laughs> <laughs> it really affected your speech back then. No one even hinted that maybe you should grow a beard. <laughs> kind of seems like shitty. I don't know what kind of management you have, but that's shitty guidance. <laughs> well, I was just, I started to grow one. People kept giving me spots in Echo Park. And I was like, this is not what I want. No, I'm not an alt commie. I have jokes. <laughs> yeah, you don't get it. Yeah. It's not just premises and then I jiggle. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> which is fine, but it's not what you wanted to do. <laughs> which is fine and hilarious, by the way. I should have yeah. been an old comic. Dude, um, um, so now you have a you have this special. Tell me about this yeah, special. Yeah, sure. The special is called uh, "And These Are Jokes." These are jokes. Was already taken. Dimitri Martin. <laughs> so you have God, to rest in show. Peace. Dude, Dimitri Martin. Mm-hmm. Speaking of growing up, obstacles growing up. Yeah. I would. There was a few months in my early stages of comedy where I would think of something and then people would be like, that's a Dimitri Martin. <laughs> like several times with different, I was like, okay, well fuck that. I won't even touch that kind of stuff. How about this? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's him. I don't know why you have that easel, but you're going to want to leave that. <laughs> so that's a bummer that he took your, uh, dude, he's after everyone's dude. Damn dude. Um, yeah, uh, so he has these are jokes. So I, I, the, the, but which is fine because I say the phrase and these are jokes several times in the last part. So I, I the, it's four, it's forty minutes and it's four bits. Uh, it is is about uh, it's about Dahmer, and then it's like ten minutes on vaccine, then ten minutes on um, homeless uh, or unhoused, and uh, <clears throat> and then abortion. And I was talking to my team about it, and uh, they were like. Do you want to do Fallon? Like, because like, no. like, we don't think that's gonna happen with some of the stuff you just said. And yeah. I was like, yeah, no, that's fine. But I just think um, what I would, um, I'm not someone who's very prideful, and I'm not someone who is very, I'm not very good at advocating for myself. It, it, um, so, but for this particular special, I'm doing several mini. Um, specials this year and uh, uh, for this first one I just kind of wanted it to be almost impersonal because I want to, I wanted to showcase that I could write about something at length uh, that has nothing to do with me at all and I've almost had this vendetta or agenda to be like you know I got my start from making so many self-deprecating jokes about my stutter and there was a time where I think maybe comics or maybe based on my own projections, I thought that that other people thought that that was all that I could talk about. And so now I've compensated and I feel like such a big way with something like this. Um, and, um, and now it's just become, you know, it's become so much about like, if I ever were to address it, it would be because I did stutter out on stage and it's like, all right, mention it and then fucking, you know, move on. But that's growth and maturity as like a professional entertainer. Yeah. You don't just want to, uh, you know, it, even just style wise, it's like the YouTube stuff mm-hmm. back in the day popped off super hard, but I'm not the type of person who could do the same thing over and over again, even though that is like the recipe for success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find, especially on like, you know, TikTok or Instagram, mm-hmm. anything on the internet, vertical video related. If people can recognize you as the person who does a specific type of yeah. thing in a little like, um, uh, variations on a nuanced way mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. like the recipe of course but as a creative person in general i was going to say creative professional but creative person yeah. it's like you don't always want to do the same thing of course over not. and over again so i you know i know how tough that is and and i applaud you for doing that and you're definitely like funny enough to take anything whether it be topical about yourself or whatever and, and make it hilarious yeah well, i appreciate that but you're absolutely right like that you know you 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 shrink yourself down or water yourself down to whatever that one lane thing is i mean the algorithm just like jizzes all over itself yeah um and i didn't mean to say that uh i mean we'll cut it listening. out you know if the algorithm's we don't listening. really say stuff like no it's that. not about your audience oh, <laughs> 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 ask a <laughs> 
<laughs> if you ask AI, man, yeah. what is jizz? What is, <laughs> what <AI> is? <laughs> <laughs> Siri, what's jizz at? Um, you want to switch? Sure. Okay. Oh wow, Drew. It was it's a pleasure, been a pleasure. Right? I love you so much. I love you so much. And you, I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> Anything you need from me, okay, you got it okay. for the rest of your life. Okay. I love you very much. You're a very special place in my heart. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. You too, buddy. Are your keys out there? I could just take your car around the... <laughs> okay. Don't touch anybody's car. Can you make sure that uh, I'm in focus? Yeah. Hi, Drew. Welcome. Hi, How are you? So I heard you guys saying before that you have like a... So you have a special coming out. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then you also said you were going to have like a bunch of like mini. Yeah, that's what I'm doing this year. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, f- the goal is to do two in the first two quarters of the year uh-huh. and then two in the last two quarters of the year. So I guess that's one per quarter. But we we dropped this one on Thursday and that one, as I was telling to Mike, is uh, it's very impersonal. It, it's, just, it's just jokes about things that are, I would say... I don't like the word edgy, but mm-hmm. I would say people could probably get upset yeah. by it. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I mean, every, every yeah. you could, it, things yeah. don't have to be edgy for yeah. people to get upset these yeah. days. But uh, and 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 then um, and then we film the next one in a month. And there, I just think, and you probably already know this, but um, content is just it's just getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Right. And so um, we have the uh, the I think I've always um, I think something that I found out about myself this year was. I think I work really well against a deadline. It's just I have to be the one who sets it. Yeah. And um, you know, we're all we're all kind of just in the ethers of just like maybe I'll just keep working on my craft and then something. But it's like it's kind of like with podcasting or it's kind of like with with videos or a hard schedule. You 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 create that deadline for yourself and then somehow your performance acclimates to 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 getting that done. Yeah. And so making that on a bigger scale, even though it's in a in a smaller special um is kind of the idea so it's almost like i have this sort of vitality to 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 do it now because you've almost created this uh this deadline as your employer and so now as the comic or employee you have to just be like all right this is the deliverable let me get that done um before then so yeah that's awesome i mean i i know you know mike is so disciplined and like his daily, right? Like mm-hmm. when you work for yourself, I work for myself, Mike works for himself. Yeah. I know that it's like such a hard like grind, right? Yeah. And we're constantly trying to figure out how to make it better, how to make it, you know, less stressful, yeah. right? And you're always like your own worst critic. And then when mm-hmm. somebody else has something to say about your shit, you're like, no, fuck you. I just put, poured my heart yeah. and soul into all of that. Yeah. And then like keeping those goals for yourself or those timelines and deadlines it's mm-hmm. tough. It's hard. It's it's because yeah. you're the only one holding yourself accountable. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. I think it was Chris Rock said that like when you have a when you have a job, you have all the time in the world. But when you have a career, there's there's no time. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, I'm sure he did it in a very funny Chris Rock Chris Rock way. Mm-hmm. But the 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 theme of that or the 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 message of that is so true. And I think something that's helped me quite a bit is. Um, uh, if, if you don't put something in like a list form where you are dictating to yourself what has to be done, mm-hmm. uh, you'll, you'll abuse yourself. And yeah. that's, and that's yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's what's so hard is like in getting, you know, I was just talking with Mike and like getting older, you just, you learn to maybe be a bit, find that balance of understanding and, and, and work. Yeah. I mean, I, I know for Mike, there's any time you pick up any notebook that's in this house and these tiny little notebooks that he has, 
there's always a list of yeah. things to do list or whatever yeah. and i work on a schedule too yeah so for me it's like i know that i have an hour and a half with this client or whatever mm-hmm. and i have to be out and on time so it's yeah. like yeah i get it and being a creative is always so hard to stay motivated and 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 creative you know and yeah. constantly thinking about what it is that you need to do well what what is what is your process for how you get there like for how you achieve where you feel most well, creative you know i because doing hair i'm a hairdresser mm-hmm. you know um i i pull a lot of you know creativity from you know the little short videos that i see on instagram mm-hmm. and you know kind of seeing what would work for a certain type of skin type or yeah. even just talking to my client what are they wearing today what are they doing what do they do for a living yeah you know uh what's their makeup palette you know like just things like that and you think about all of that and you kind of go have you met my wife she's like says all this stuff that you're saying she doesn't do what you do yeah but she's there's so much thought into that that yeah i would never think of right it's like paying attention to detail yeah. and i have met your wife yeah, yeah a few times now yeah um but it's always like in passing right yeah, yeah, yeah. so um but yeah it's like it's you know, what is their personality like? What's their hair type? What's their, you know, and then, you know, I'm on such a strict schedule too, you know, like, sure, I could have a six hour appointment, but Mm -hmm. I can also have another two and a half hour, three hour appointment right after that. So it's like really making sure that I figure out what, how I'm going to attack the project, right? Is, Is what it is. So it's like, okay, the first half of this project, it's me putting like highlights or foils or color or whatever yeah. in their hair and then going from there and then figuring out and when what you do is. this and when you do this podcast with mike like it when i with the from 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 the episodes that i've listened to with you guys uh i first of all i love your guys's dynamic it's it, it's it's a really cool thing that like when you get to work with your partner and you get because i mean when you get to be motivated together and mm-hmm. and you have like a shared thing it's it mm-hmm. actually is a really cool experience mm-hmm. but I guess what I was, my question is like, when you guys do it, like, how do you, like, how do you spend so much time together and still find ways to, you know, talk about like different things? You know? Well, you know, thank God for our audience. Like we have such a great audience and they're just so like active and like anytime that we ask for questions and a lot of it is based like on relationship type or yeah. whatever, you know, advice type stuff that's yeah. what it's kind of transitioned to mm-hmm. in the last couple of months which yeah. seems to be doing really well yeah um so that's really nice because there were times where mike and i so mike and i re- don't really get a chance to hang out to tell you the honest truth we don't we hardly see each other wow so because my schedule is so different you know wednesday mm-hmm. through saturday and then he's gone in the evenings yeah Typically Sunday, Mondays, sometimes on Tuesdays, if I'm not running errands and doing whatever, Mm. we get to kind of like hang out. But even still, it's here and there. I am cleaning. I'm doing, you know, running errands. He's still working. You know, he still has his everyday job. So like if he's not doing something, he feels unproductive. Mm -hmm. So while I'm in the kitchen, whether I'm meal prepping or doing whatever, he's in here or on a computer out there. And like we're still in passing and we don't really get to sit down and like spend time. Uh, this weekend, I actually was able to like rearrange my schedule on Friday and Saturday, and I did get to go to San Diego with him, which was awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's nice. So I love San Diego. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like we, it really, you know, doing the, the podcast really forces us to like sit down and really reconnect and like talk yeah. and, 
you know, after the podcast, I'm the one that produces it. So, you know, I'm still in here. I'm still working, doing whatever. And then that's really, Mondays are our day to like really catch up and like check in with one another. Yeah. Which is great. Like, okay, what do you have going on? Like, we're both traveling this week. So, like, I leave tomorrow night on a red eye. He leaves Thursday morning. And then it's kind of like, you know. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we, it's forcing us to, like, sit down and, like, really get a chance to talk to each other. Because during the week, we almost never see each other. Yeah. So. that's, 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 That's so cool. I mean, it's cool that you guys are in such a, such a such a flow that but at the same time you have this shared thing that you guys come together for mm-hmm. and sometimes it's hard sometimes yeah. it's hard trying to like having like a podcast is like a like having a it's like having a kid a little bit you just have mm-hmm. to like be like how am i going to work this in how am i going right. to work this time yeah. into this schedule and, and 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 produce it and yeah i mean the podcasting and the conversation that's 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 that that that's so little of it the, yeah. the, it's everything in post that, that that takes up all the time right right i mean and i'm lucky too because you know like we get along really well mm-hmm. you know and we actually like to spend time with each other <laughs> i mean gross. i wish he wasn't here for that but yeah it's gross um, man. i felt weird I know, watching that i dude. know it was, it was awkward Oof, it was so weird to be a part of so <laughs> Um, I just really say it for the podcast listeners <laughs> so that they think it's actually a thing. Yeah. Um, yes, we oh, will. Oh, yeah. That's hurtful. Yeah, it's it's retractable from the ceiling. Um, <clears throat> it's also so cold in here. What can I do? <laughs> we like it that way. Oh, help nothing. Um, but yeah, so like we do get a chance to like this really does like help us like yeah. just be able to reconnect and do and see each other and yeah. you know and being both of us being creatives and workaholics it's kind of it's the best yeah i mean and 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 i and i meant what i said when i when i said when i said to mike but it's like every time i get to see you guys it's uh it's very cool like when you when you meet a comic that you respect a lot who i feel is grounded and and and, and transparent and just a good person and they, that extends to their partner as well uh, it's a really, really cool thing. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we really, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I also. Yeah, it's, weird. Uh, it's weird that he just kind of came in and we were I talking know, right? nicely about him. It's very frustrating. I know. It's so annoying. He's so annoying. Um, so what else do you have going on? Do you have any like shows coming up? Are you touring? Are you? Um, I'm actually, you know, I'm actually <clears throat> uh, building a uh, podcast studio myself. Huh. I, I've podcasted for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, uh but it just feels like a lot of people like I love your guys' set, and I think like investing, um, investing in in a uh, in, in in a set like there's a, people pumping a lot into their budget of mm-hmm. of it, and um, uh, that's I'm something I'm kind of more excited for, and I'll be I'll, I'm sure I'll be able to have you guys on whenever it's built. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like transitioning from someone who does maybe some like some sketches or some like I like I almost don't even like the term creator but it's so interesting this dynamic Mike and I talking about like we were we were creating things in addition to stand-up before it was cool or before it was whatever yeah and now there's all these stand-ups probably brought on because of the pandemic I think Mm -hmm. a huge influence brought up people being like forced to have to turn their attention to online Mm -hmm. now a lot of their not a lot now a lot of them are finding ways to 
um, grow their audience on socials, which is something like, you know, Mike and I bond over the fact that that's something we've been trying to do for, for a while. Forever, you know? yeah. And we were, and we were like laughed at, or sc- not not laughed at, but like we said, it's, yeah. it was a little taboo or a little scoffed yeah, at yeah, yeah. to just be like, oh, you know, trying to- You're on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. you, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So- um, so it's just one of those things that, uh, I'm, 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 I'm very proud of, I'm very proud of Mike and I'm very proud of the fact that we get to like, uh, see each other around the scene. And uh, I don't have, like, I don't have many relationships with many comics where you, where you see them grow up from like where they are, or they see you grow up mm-hmm. and from, from the way you, from the way that they, that, 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 that you are. So right. it's, um, it's very cool. Yeah. Me. I think, you know, uh, anytime Mike talks about you, he just like lights up and you know, like we adore you. My sister's a huge fan of you oh, yeah. and you know, anytime I see you, she's like, Oh my God. He's so fucking funny, you That's know. So nice. Where's it? Where's your sister? Where are you guys? You were. Uh, you both from? both of us are from Connecticut. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. We met through mutual friends. Yeah, we've been together. It's it was a beginning of February. It was like twelve years. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You guys, it feels like you guys have been together longer than I've been alive. <laughs> it, like it almost feels like I knew you before I knew Mike. It was yeah, like, yeah. Like, get to meet my husband. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Thank you for taking the time and coming yeah. out and hanging out. And yeah. I know you have a heart out, oh, so yeah. we're going to get you out of here. Yeah, sure. But, Thanks, um, you know, it's always a pleasure. And uh, I will put, uh, send me links and stuff for wherever oh, it's sure. going to be. And I will put it all in the description. And, you know, sure. we love you and we hope to have you on again. Thanks, man. I love yeah. you guys. I really appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As you all know, Patreon.com is a virtual tipping and rewards website where you give us a little bit of your hard-earned cash and our $10 group gets a shout-out. This week's episode was pretty fun, I do have to say. Anyway, the shout-outs go as follows. Alex Berringer, Berringer, husband trying, stealing, Alex. (laughs) Ryan Cruteau, Siobhan. Rusty, uh, I'm sorry, Cole Rusty, Joseph Capricusio, Shannon Haynes, DLD, Ernesto, Whoa, Mau Mau, Wow, Bow Bow. <laughs> um, uh, Louis and Odette, Luis and Odette, Lauren Chauncey, Paul Gilliam, Derek Helling. Steve Deergo, Chris McCarthy, Trevor the Wearfishy, Joe Penn, uh, Happy Birthday Starlight, JJ McToots, Rachel Last Name, Mike Genie, Alan Garcia, Connie Tryon, Isabella Sparkles, and Taro Baez, uh, Johnny Rosito, Handcrafted Neckwear, CCPB&J, Admam, Emily Paget, Caleb Perkins, Giant Tom Hanks, Lizzie Love, Gavin Welsh, uh, Someone Tell Aaron, Jackie Hammond, Guy with Long Hair, Chris Johnson, Anna Valles, Benjamin Putz, Happy Birthday Week, Josh, Snuggle Pig H, Christina Camille, Mary Juana, Mary Juana, uh, Michael Johnson, Kayla Johnston, Jules Run, Grant Levis, your Chad Clark, Heather Ashley, What is Cat, Katie Taylor, Shane Walsh, Evan Canoe, Joe Van, Milky Beans, Jess Enright, Lillian Carrillo, um, Magnus Silva, Barrington Lloyd Lovett, Ben Fuchs, Theodorus Carambellis, Janisha Tutton, Danny Sinclair, Jacob D. Bradford, Justine Bibestein, excuse me, Just Josh, 
uh, Sergeant Sparty, Ed Birch, Helen Ford, Luminos, Superfloss, Tatiana Clay, Danielle De Verona, Dev Rabavro, Jesse Stillwell, Katie Lee G, uh, Rob Devereux, Don Bjorn, Nestor DeLeon III, Louis Hernandez, Alexander Legowski, Monique Quistorf, Jamie Garner, Cody Ostalas, Felicia Shambury, and Matthew J. Palka. You guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. Bye. Great job, bye.